And we're continuing in this series, Breaking the Cycle of Insecurity. Amen. We're breaking the cycle of insecurity. Amen. Um, and I want to look at two verses, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. And um, listen, I, I want to tell you something. If the word can encourage you, then something is wrong. Amen. So prepare your hearts to receive a word from God. Amen. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 and 20. Look what it says. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence, say confidence, to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the what? The veil. That is... Is what? Flesh. I want to talk about this morning developing confidence in this new life. Developing confidence in this new life. I told you in this series we developed character. We developed courage. Now we're going to deal with confidence. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ushers. Confidence. When we started this series on breaking the cycle of insecurity, my focus in this series was not just to talk to you about insecurities in your secular life, in your worldly life, but in your Christian life, in your new way and the new life that God has given you. When you think about character, it makes sense, right? That if a person has character, they will be confident in who they are. If you think about courage, when a person has courage, the courage to face what Joshua faced, the, the, the courage to face those valleys in life, the courage, come on somebody, to walk through those dark days of your life. But more importantly, you'll have the courage and confidence to overcome. Courage or confidence is the belief in oneself. The conviction that one has the ability to meet life's challenges. To succeed. In other words, it's the willingness to act accordingly. Do I have anybody? But if you are insecure in any way, you will struggle and you and I will keep repeating the same cycle over and over again. See, if you don't address character, if you don't address courage, and, and, and listen, if you don't address these things in your life, you will constantly be living your life up against a picture that doesn't match what God has done in saving you. Before we can live free of the insecurities, we must understand that we have a new life. When Christ died and saved us, he gave us a new and living way. A new life. 
this life that we must become acclimated with. But the problem is, saints, remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. But also, we wrestle with our flesh. We wrestle with the sin nature. We wrestle with the spirit and the flesh are in opposition. There's a fight going on inside of you. Do I have anybody? You ever walk by the counter in the kitchen and you see the brownie there and you walk by it and it be calling you? There's a struggle going on between your appetite amen, and your mind. Your mind is telling you, man, I shouldn't get it. But your appetite is saying, man, I got to get it. There's a struggle going on. And oftentimes, many believers don't understand what that struggle is. But in our passage today, we find that this Hebrew writer, who we don't know who he is, uh, he's writing to a Jewish audience, and the writer here builds an argument. He begins making the argument from chapter 9, and he talks about that only Christ is the sufficient sacrifice Watch this, for the heavenly sanctuary. He talks about temporary sacrifices of bull and goats that used to, that the priest used to use to cover our sins. Amen. And make atonement for us, make atonement for them on the day of atonement. In chapter 10, verse 10 of chapter 9, of chapter 10, he talks about what he talks about is sanctification he talks about that sanctification in verse 10 he talks about the positional sanctification that is it refers to justification it refers to the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross gave his blood for you as a sacrifice and now you and I are positionally sanctified but in verse 14 in verse 14 when we get to verse 14, we see that the sanctification that he's talking about now is progressive sanctification. It is this process by which the believer grows. So you have, you have uh, positional sanctification and then you have progressive sanctification. Are you with me? Now, why am I talking like this? Well, let me tell you, the Hebrew writer causes me to talk like this because if you don't understand the way you should live, if you don't appreciate what was done for you, how in the world can you overcome the insecurities in your life and live a spirit-filled life? Do I have anybody? Amen. What the writer is talking about here is that you and I are born in sin what covers our sins what covered our sins back what covered back then the sins was the blood of animals but it was temporary and and what he talks about is that because of this temporary way god sent his son jesus to die now now remember this before Christ died, we did not have no access. The only access we had to God was through a man, through a priest. And the priest had to go get his stuff together before he could go in and represent you and I. Are y'all following me now? 
So, 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 and I'm getting to my point here in a minute, but, but I needed you to know this, that before Christ died, we had no access. Before you were saved, you had no access. The sacrifices for our sins is permanent now. When Christ died, he paid the ultimate price for our sins so that you and I can have the confidence that we need as Christians to live a victorious life. Come on, somebody. See, the blood of Christ covers everything. As a matter of fact, it stains your life. The reason people lack confidence in this life is because, uh, because it's built on their ability. For instance, you take their job, you take their car, you take their money, you take the things that they love, and they are left empty and lost with no hope. Watch this. Not so with the believer. The believer can lose everything today, but because he or she has access to God, he, they have, we have the boldness that we need, or if you would, the confidence. That's what that word confidence means in the Greek. The Greek word for confidence means boldness means openness that this morning no matter what you're going through you have full access come on say amen full access let me show it to you verse 15 it says and the holy spirit also testified to us after saying this is the covenant that i will make with them after those days says the lord i will put my law upon their hearts in other words now the word can stay with you watch this and on their what? Mine. And I will write them, he then says, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Here's what should give you confidence this morning. That God doesn't remember your sins. Here's what should give you confidence this morning. That your sins have been paid for. I wish I had a few people. Verse 11 says, 18 says, now where there is forgiveness of these things, there is no longer what? An offering for sin. Can I help somebody with something? You're so focused on your sin that you forgot that you're sanctified. You forgot that you had a savior. You've forgotten, watch this, that you and I are just creatures on this earth and we're feeble and we will fall. But when you fall, you have the power to get up. Why? Because you have the confidence to know that God, the Holy Spirit, is in you. Do I have a witness? So how do we develop? How do we develop this? If you look at verse, verse 20, it says, therefore, right? you've got to hold on to the therefore. Based on what I just said. So my first point is this. If you're going to develop confidence, you have to have confidence in God's plan for your life. If you have the slightest doubt or misunderstanding of God's plan, some of us, we don't understand the plan. Listen, the plan is not written, watch this, and given to you in advance. The plan is lived out by faith. And if you and I are going to develop confidence, we must have confidence in God's plan for your life. Tell your neighbor, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. Watch this. And if we don't have a clear approach to understanding what it took, watch this, and knowing theologically how God saved you, 
then you're just living, boo. Do I have a witness? Oftentimes, what I believe is that some of us, we don't understand the plan. And we're so caught up with trying to figure out the plan that we can't just accept the plan that's in this book. Come on and say amen. If you don't know God has mapped out a plan for your life, it will cause you to find confidence in all the wrong places. You will try to find it in this in that, in a job, in a person, you're going to try to hype yourself. You don't have to hype yourself up when you understand God's plan. What is God's plan? Number one, his desire is that all men should be saved. His, his plan is that you would glorify him. His plan is that you would depend on him. His plan is that you would serve him. Come on, somebody. His plan is that you would witness for him. His plan is that your life will turn out better if you live according to his plan. Tell your neighbor his plan. <clears throat> the text says, therefore what? Brethren. <laughs> you see, here's what you have to look at when you look at this verse. The writer called them brethren because for the Jew, this was a new way. <clears throat> for the Jew, this was a new way. Don't ever forget who you are. I believe that the reason we lack confidence in this life is because we're still viewing ourselves as our old self. That, that we don't really understand that this new life that we have, we, we have access, we have power, we have power from the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God, we have grace, we have mercy. Listen, I'm not trying to prime you this morning, I'm just trying to help you. Watch this, confidence in God's plan for your life. The second thing is confidence in your new relationship with God. See, you can't see yourself as superior to God. That's why he calls them brethren. So if, if, if the writer says we belong to a new family, the word brethren means of the same womb. And I believe that if you understand whose family you're part of now, you're not part of the Johnson family, you're not part of the Davis family, you're not part of the, the, uh, the, the, the whatever family, you are a child of God now. Your last name is Christian. Come on, somebody. Amen. And because you and I belong to Christ now, we understand that our relationship with God has changed. See, before, they did not have what we have. We're blessed. We're blessed. Listen, the people of children of Israel only dealt with God through a mediator. We can deal with God straight up. Watch this. As a child of God, you have the benefits of God. Come on, which child here, uh, when they were growing up, amen, they, they didn't take care of nothing, right? They, they didn't have to buy no food. They, they didn't have to buy no clothes. Listen, they didn't have to do anything. You were brought into this world. You were birthed into this world. And everything you have is taken care of for you up until a certain point. And some of you are still in your parents' pocket. Amen. But here's the thing. The bottom line is when you have confidence that you know who you are 
and the relationship that you have with your father in heaven, then you can overcome whatever you're facing this morning. Do I have anybody? We belong to a new family. I'm confident in this relationship that I have with God today because that relationship 20 years later is getting stronger. And st Can I tell you something? Start developing that relationship. Start acting like a brother and not acting like an outsider. Come on, somebody. When he says brethren, he's talking about this family relationship. The next thing he says, he says since. That since is like a therefore. Was a therefore. Since you are part of the family of God. Since you are no longer strangers. Since you're no longer Come on, somebody, outsiders. Since you're no longer alienated from God, since you're no longer dead in your trespasses and sin, since that, since we have what? Confidence to what? To enter the what? Man, listen. I, I never forget when I became a chaplain at the Pearland Police Department. What they did, they gave me a key card. Now, I was not a police officer. <clears throat> but I had access to where all the police officers were. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. I used to, I pulled up at the gate, I swiped my card, and it let me in to where all the squad cars are. Then, then I go to the gate and I go upstairs, I hit the door, I go upstairs, and I'm right there where the chief is, where all the meetings go, where all the detectives are. In other words, not everybody gets that kind of. I may not have been a full police officer or at all, but because I was a chaplain, I'm part of the team, I got full access. I'm trying to help somebody. Because we no longer have to go through the blood of goats and, and bulls and other animals to access God, God through his son Jesus has changed the relationship between him and I. Listen, my confidence is not in what God blesses me with. My confidence is in the relationship that I have with him. So, so watch this. He says, since we have the confidence to enter the holy place, the third thing is confidence that you have full access to God. Ask your question, how can we have full access to God and walk around with our head hung low? Walk around depressed, walk around like the whole world, the whole world is for listen, you better access the Lord. Under the old covenant, access to the most holy and listen, and you have access, and we have access to the most holy place, the church. In the old testament, under the old covenant. They had limited access. By contrast, Jesus offers us, tell your neighbor, full access. You see, this is what gives us true confidence. That no matter what, I go, what I'm going through right now, you were able to come into the church and you were able to come into the presence of God and worship him. Come on, somebody. And then we can enter this church without anybody doing anything to us 
we can come in his presence and be in his presence and lay down our burdens before him. This should cause you to shout. Because not everybody. Kids think that just because their parents tell them to dragging them to church, drugging them to church. That's a bad thing. Thank God that God is putting up with you while you're here. Because some of our kids ain't saved. And you stay around long enough till you hear the gospel and then you get saved. Thank God that he allowed you to come in. Lord, I thank you that I'm clothing my right mind this morning. And, and I keep telling you, the, the, the world wants the church to be, to be looked upon and frowned upon, but the church still has power. This is the most holiest thing you and I can do on a Sunday morning because we have listen, listen, listen not only did they give me a badge not only did they give me a key card but they gave me a uniform I wish I had somebody amen in other words I'm part of the team somebody here today you came to church this morning and the world is on your shoulder. But I want to tell you something. You are in the holy place right now. You better cast your burdens on the Lord because he cares for you. You better give it up to God because you can talk to him all about what you're going through. Do I have a witness? Yeah. He says to enter in the holy place. But I like the, I like the next part of that verse. Next part of that verse says, by nah, the blood. <laughs> I'm confident of this, that God has a plan for my life. That I have a new relationship with him. That I have full access. But here's what, I, what I'm really confident about. When friends are few. When folk talk about you, when folk lie on you, when stuff just start falling apart, you got to remember this. You ready? Confident that you are covered by the blood. The only way you got in and got access is because, watch this now, this word covered, this word by the blood, it's not a by the blood, it happened one time, it is a continual action. That you are constantly covered. No weapons. Oh, I wish I had somebody. This new situation fulfills God's ultimate purpose of all times for his people. Having a personal relationship with God and dwelling with God in his holy place was always God's plan for us. Boy, I wish I had a few folk. Watch this. You are covered in the blood. The blood. Amen. Keeps flowing. It covers whatever Satan tries to accuse you of. You're covered. Tell your neighbor I'm covered. Tell your neighbor I'm covered by the blood. And it is because of the blood. That I can keep running for Jesus. 
It is because of the blood I won't give up. It is because of the blood I won't complain. It is because of the blood, come on somebody, that I'm going to keep on praising him in spite of. Now, if this don't motivate you, then I don't know what will. But I want to tell you something. The blood will keep you going. The blood will keep you having this confidence. You could lie on me. You could try to pull me down. It don't make no difference to me because I'm covered by the blood. Look what he says next. Verse 20. And I'm done. He says, verse 20, enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new <laughs> and what? Living way, which he inaugurated for us through the what? The veil. That is his flesh. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, the temple veil ripped into in half. Now remember, this veil wasn't no just little veil. All right? Some say it was so big, it was so heavy, it took 12, 15 men just to carry it. The veil was so thick that it, it was literally humanly possible to rip it. Oh, come on. Because behind the veil was where the glory was. Behind the veil was where the Ark of the Covenant was. Where the word of God was. Where Aaron's rod was. Where the seraphim was. Watch this. What you find behind the veil was the Shekinah glory of God. I'm trying to help somebody. See, the only way you can live this life, you have to live this life with the glory resting on you. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm so confident that my access brings me in. See, when he says the holy place, when you come into the sanctuary, when you come into church, you are accessing that veil right now through the word of God, through the preached word of God. This is why you can't come to church if you leave here and you are the same something be wrong. So not only am I confident that I'm covered by the blood, but I'm confident, watch this, in the new way of living. This new way. What's this new way, pastor? Well, this new way means I can go beyond the veil. Listen, you have to learn, and I believe this, we have to learn the new way of living. This new way is only because of the body and the sacrifice of Christ. Christ carved out the way for us with his body. Can I ask you a question? Are you living beyond the veil? I'm talking about this new way. Are you living beyond the veil? Because watch this now. If you're living on the other side of the veil, then you may just be defeated. It means that you don't have a personal relationship with him. Living on the outside of the veil is one thing. But living beyond the veil 
is something else. And this new way means that you're sanctified. This new way means that you can grow now. This new way means that you have the weapons that you need for your warfare. Beyond the veil means that you can behold the Shekinah glory of God. And when you've been in the presence of God, hallelujah, you know it all so well because the Spirit will testify that you didn't just sit in church, but you came and you had an experience in the new way of living. Have you ever seen a sidewalk turn inside out? All because a little acorn fell between a crack. As the acorn sprouts, it sends its root deep into the ground. And over time, that tiny acorn becomes an oak tree. Now, a little acorn can't move the sidewalk. But if it's set free to be what it, is, what it was created to be, you no longer have a little acorn. You have an oak tree on your hands. <laughs> when that oak begins to grow between the crevices of the sidewalk, it moves the concrete because the law of the oak transcends the law of the concrete. The concrete must now move over to give room for the law of the growth of the oak which represented, which was represented in the acorn. When you accepted Christ, you received an acorn of the spirit who wants to become an oak in your life so that you can move aside the concrete of the problems that you face and the circumstances that you are involved now. You got to move aside and let the Lord lead you. You got to move aside and become that oak because in due season, God will bring you through. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. And, and because we have the confidence to enter, you know, I figured it out. It used to bother me a lot. Like, why people ain't coming to church? Why people ain't coming to church? And God reminded I found out, I found out, man, not everybody can. But you can. And you and I have access. And if God has so graciously sacrificed his life, Jesus, to give you access, why do we walk around with no confidence? Why do we walk around with lack? Why do we walk around, watch this, living the way, not living the new way, but living the old way? Why do we revert back to the old way? Listen, problems going to come, y'all. Problems going to come. Tries going to come. But because you know the new way. I said, what's the new way? Live for them. I was telling somebody the other day, listen, go to the sanctuary. and Just sit there. Sit in his presence because you have. Got a call yesterday by someone in the hospital. I said, listen, let's pray. So, so, so here's the thing. When you have access, you can pray. And no sooner that we were done praying, God had already moved. 
I'm trying to help somebody. I'm talking about in a, in, in a less than 10, 15 minutes, we got better news than we had the first time. And then we got another call, and it got even better. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Watch this. When you have access, you have confidence. Stop letting Satan take your confidence to approach God. God, this is how I feel. Take it from me, Lord. Because you can enter beyond, live your life beyond the veil, not outside of the veil. The veil was where the priest would go. Only the priest had access. But we have access. Amen? Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. Listen, I want to say to somebody here this morning, uh, you got to live beyond the veil. You have to live beyond the veil. Christ has paid the price for your sin. Don't think that just because you're in church, don't take that for granted. Somebody, do you know somebody woke up this morning wanting to come? But because their sins have not been paid for, Amen. Because their sins have not been remitted because they have not confessed Christ. They can't come. They're looking at the natural. And there's some believers too who are living in sin, practicing another way. And I want to appeal to anyone here today that needs forgiveness this morning. Anyone here that needs to come to Christ this morning so that you can live beyond the veil. You can live beyond where you are right now. And you can have, listen, can you imagine having access to God? Where you can approach him and talk to him and say, God, this is what I'm going through. And he hears you? Who wouldn't want that type of access? Anybody here? You don't. You feel like, man, God ain't hearing my prayer. My prayers are not being answered. My prayers are not being heard. How do you know God is answering your prayer? You made that up in your mind. He's answering. You want to find out sometimes we can answer our own prayer through our own abilities. And so today, if you need prayer, I want to pray for you.